0: Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Massachusetts, the heartland of America. You can find me anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa. You can find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod, as well as Getter at ICSativaPod. For those of you that are listening to, the, to my podcast for the first time, um, in a nutshell, my podcast is about making cannabis accessible, affordable, and available to all the average greens and all the averageers and all the people that have to work for a flipping living. Um, in too many of these medical marijuana states, um, dispensaries are charging $50 an eighth, $60 an eighth or more. And in some of these states, they're able to do this because people don't have the right to grow their own. Or they're able to do this because, they're, because the state regulatory system in, in places like Ohio or Arkansas set a limited amount of licenses regardless of demand because they don't want too much marijuana stores or dispensaries in their state. You have all these cannabis-hating politicians and state legislatures throughout the country because, again, not every state has ballot measures available to them. I think only, like, 21 states do or something like that. And there's, like, a bunch that don't. And, you know, in Ohio's case, they have ballot measures, but your ballot measure has to get the OK by the re- supermajority Republican legislature. It's not it's not a direct it's not a you collect the signatures um, you collect, you connect the hundreds and thousands of signatures submit it to the secretary of state. And then and then if if he if she or he determines that, the, that all the signatures are valid and that it's it's it's. It's kosher and you know constitutional, all that. I don't know if it gets like a Supreme Court review. I don't know. I've never put anything on the ballot. But if if, if it's determined to be a proper ballot measure, it's just on the ballot. That's it. You collect, you collect all those signatures, you put it on the ballot, and you drum up support so it gets yes. But not every state operates like, like that. Um, like I mentioned, Ohio, it, you collect the signatures, and then it has to go through the lawmakers, and then they decide... Um, from what I know, whether they will create a law based on that ballot measure or whether they'll allow the voters to vote on it. But there either way, there's a middleman. And when you have these middlemans and when you have these states with 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 these tightly regulated programs, um, you know, many of these programs have all these big marijuana organizations that are, are charging high prices, or you know, it's just this mass-produced marijuana. Has grown for maximum yield and maximum profit and it's not grown with love and care and at a price that working men and working women can afford so we're gonna read this article and I'm gonna reveal what I feel the GOP can do that would be easy political points in most of these East Coast states um, again you have parts of, of the South Mid-South like like Arkansas that again limited licenses and they're charging an arm and leg for it and the quality is junk um, people out west don't really get an idea or they don't know how bad we really have it out east and in in parts of the midwest and south it's really really bad we're, we're really being price gouged and and, and paying for, for low quality in a lot of places um again say say for parts of michigan or parts of maine you know outside of that the entire sort of East, East, Coast, and even a lot of the Midwest, it's just it's just expensive, expensive, overpriced, and low quality marijuana all around. You know, the people people out west have it really, really good, and I'm 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 envious every flipping day. And shout out to you guys for for supporting us. Um, I, I love all my supporters. Well, let's let's go into this article. I don't think it's too long. Many okay, so so this is from NBC News: Ridiculous price of medical marijuana leaves patients scrambling. Many people who use the drug to treat chronic conditions are priced out of their state's medical marijuana program. Again, this is, this is a struggle that a lot of people out east know. Patrick McLean was thrilled when he learned that his home state of Minnesota was, oh man, Minnesota has a tyrannical program. Um, they just allowed a whole flower and their qualifying condition list is very, very narrow. But again, this was passed, this medical marijuana bill was passed by, I believe his name is Governor Dayton or whatever. And he was a former alcoholic. So because he can't handle his drugs, he does not want you to smoke cannabis or whatever. He does not want a lot of people to have medical marijuana because he can't handle his drugs without getting addicted. And it's this boomer mindset of if I can do something, none of you can. Do as I say, not as I do. I'm always right about anything and never apologize. And I can, I, I, can, I can do something willy-nilly in the 60s and 70s, but I'm going to laugh at Gen X, I'm going to bash millennials, I'm going to block up Gen Z, my like Gen Z grandkids for doing what I willy-nilly did in the 60s and 70s and, and, and some in the 80s. But I'm digressing. Patrick McLean was thrilled when he learned that his home state of Minnesota was legalizing medical marijuana in 2014. For McLean, a former chief had been on disability since he developed a rare form of muscular dystrophy. The drug provided the best relief for his painful muscle spasms. But six years later, after Minnesota rolled out its medical marijuana program, McLean is still buying pot off the street. Yeah, I've I've, I've done this too as a medical patient. I've had times where it's like, all right, I have my card note that I got to pay. I have rent I got to pay. I have some money I got to save up or whatever I have some other things I got to worry about I don't want to pay a hundred dollars for a quarter I'm just gonna go to my street dealer that's gonna charge me 60 for it like I've had I've had I've had times I've had months I've done this I've done so I've had months where I've used the gray market like this is a common occurrence and again when Massachusetts um when the first dispensary opened after three years of delays um, when I was at one place that I worked at and one one of my coworkers that I was very, that again, was my co, was my BFF coworker at that job at that time. Um, she was a medical marijuana patient. And again, I'm not going to reveal why she got it. Cause that's, that's none of your concern. But she, like when the first dispensaries opened, she saw the prices and she was like, I'm going right back to my street dealer. And that's what she did. Um, I don't know if she's since converted, but I mean... I'm pretty sure like she's prob- probably grows her own at this point because she owns her own house. So, um, I'd, I'd be surprised if she wasn't just growing her own to save money. And she was a very sort of smart and scrappy sort of person. So I'd be, I'd be surprised if she wasn't just growing her own. I'd, I'd imagine she'd be pretty good at it too. Um, cause I mean, she was my mentor at, at, at that, at that, um, place that I, at that call center that I worked at, you know? So she was like, yeah, she was like seven years older than me. So she was like a, of like an older sister in a sense so um yeah she's pretty smart um so I, I would not be surprised if she's growing her own these days let's continue some 37 states and the district of columbia have moved to legalize medical marijuana for medical use in the last decade but as mclean's case illustrates the price can be prohibitively expensive for those who rely on the drug to alleviate their chronic pain nausea or other conditions Across the US, the price of medical marijuana can be more than double the cost of street pot. Even before you factor in the additional step required to keep it legal, patients have to qualify for a medical marijuana card, which can cost up to 200 a year in states like Minnesota, according to an NBC News review. And what's sad in a lot of states, um especially states that don't have statewide decriminalization, the second your card expires, like like um prior like let's say um it, let's say prior to Arizona going full adult use um in twenty twenty. Arizona has some very draconian uh cannabis laws if you don't have a medical marijuana card. So the second that card expires, you go back to being a felon. That's that's a big problem in a lot of states right now with, with, with medical marijuana programs. A lot of these very conservative states or a lot of these conservative states or these um states that happen to be politically divided. Um medical marijuana is either unavailable or it's very highly regulated it's it's tyrannically regulated and it's very expensive. Um even in more liberal states it's it's overregulated and it's very expensive throughout the east. Like you look at this map and you're looking at how much we're being like price gouged like throughout the country in terms of let's say like registries and stuff like look at like fully illegal in a bunch of states. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, let's, let's 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 continue with this. I would say affordability is the number one barrier to success," said Debbie Ch- Chiragai, executive director for Americans for Safe Access, a Washington D.C. based organization that advocates for safe and legal access to medical marijuana. The cost of state issued medical marijuana cards varies widely across the U.S. NBC News found. In a handful of states, including Utah, Colorado, Missouri, it costs less than $50. New Mexico issues its cards free of charge. More states need to do that. But in three states, Minnesota, Arizona, Oregon, it costs at least $150. Let me look at when this article was published. Okay, this was published um, last year, summer of last year. Um, Something that needs to be noted about Arizona, and I believe that that this rule has gone into place um Arizona yes you have to pay around 200 or so from from my sources from from what my sources have said but from from recent laws and recent regulations that were were passed in Arizona they have made it so their cards last for 2 years instead of one so there are some states in the US and i don't know if this article has as as is up to date on that but i know Arizona um, I know we talked about that, like, I, I believe last year or like the year before that they were looking to make the cars last two years. So there are some States where you pay 200. Yes, it's a steep price, but then the card's going to last two years. So you don't have to, you don't have to scrape together another 200 the next year. You know, I think cars should be free. And I think it should, they should last for multiple years. This, this is, this is treating medical problems. This should not be a cash grab, but we are where we are at this point. In a handful of states including utah colorado and missouri it costs less than 50. new mexico issues cards free of charge but in at least three states minnesota arizona oregon it costs at least 150 dollars and in several others the costs the cards cost between 50 and 100. the cards must be renewed annually and paid for each year after obtaining one a patient still must pay out of pocket for the cannabis products themselves even if the fees as low as 25 dollars At the end of the day, patients are still paying for the medicine that is really, really expensive. Sure, Guy said, Advocates point out that no other form of medicine requires patients to pay an annual fee before they can obtain it. But the registration card does play a role in keeping the overall costs down. According to Marin Schroeder, Policy Director of Sensible Change Minnesota, a group dedicated to expanding access for medical marijuana patients in the state. There is a cost to administer a state medical cannabis program that has to be borne by someone, said Schroeder. If not the patient registration fee or a tax, it's going to be an increased price of the product. Anywhere you put it, the patients are going to pay for it. I mean, I don't agree with that. I mean, in in neighboring Michigan, you empowered um, small caregivers to To grow and 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 help patients from from their own houses and their own backyards, and if they want to sell to the provisioning centers prior to its corporate corporatization, as I understood it, you were able to do so and in maine if again, if you are a caregiver and you want to sell to a storefront, you're able to do so in maine and again, cannabis is grown with love and care in areas like that it 's grown with love and care, you have smog growers of different varieties and backgrounds. Growers, edible creators, uh, concentrate creators, they focus on what they are good at and, you know, they they outsource what they are not good at to people that are good at it. And everybody wins because people are not forced to take on roles that they're not suited to do, like vertical integration. You have to take on the whole process and the whole supply chain as a vertically integrated company. And the only people that can do that is big marijuana. And big marijuana is going to want a hefty, um hefty fee and a hefty profit for the cost they have to incur to, to, to be vertically integrated to begin with. And plus some of it is also greed too. They want to they wanna finesse you as well too. Like the registration cards themselves, the cost of medical marijuana varies widely by state. In New Jersey, which has amongst the highest prices in the country, an ounce of medical marijuana costs up to $500. In Michigan, an ounce of marijuana ca- flower costs about $265. It's different to perform a thorough review of medical cannabis costs by state while states often track medical marijuana sales information price per ounce is not readily available costs vary widely across different products and not all states offer the same types the price also varies based on the number of dispensaries and state tax laws in 2018 a survey for americans for a survey by americans for safe access, more than 25% of the 525 respondents said they go without treatment because they cannot afford medical marijuana in their states. See, this is why this podcast exists, so that those people that are being priced out will have the opportunity to use this as a medicine. We will hold accountable those people that are blocking access to the most neediest in society and the people that are the sickest and the suffering the most. We are trying to we are trying to remove those barriers so the, those people and everybody that needs access to this medicine has it. The boomer dinosaurs that are blocking access, we're gonna smoke them for good to the best of our abilities. But that's when you get down to breast tax, that's what that's what our project is about. That's what we are about: affordable and accessible cannabis for average Jane's and average shows, And we're never gonna apologize for being about that. The respondents' average cost per month can range range from fifty dollars to fifteen hundred That's not surprising minnesota does not yet offer marijuana flour as part of their program only thc pills and oils again uh, that that's changed this year they started offering flour so again this was written last year so this didn't count for that but flour is now being sold in minnesota at this point to my knowledge Scott Smith, spokesperson for Minnesota Medical Cannabis Program, said his office was aware that some patients were priced out of buying products through the program. But he pointed to a 2019 study commissioned by the Minnesota Department of Health that found its prices were comparable to six other states that were analyzed. Colorado, Minnesota... Let me, let me read that again. Colorado, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Washington. Again, I mean, they probably use very, um, very weird... Um, methodologies to find this because Colorado I I don't know of them selling ounces for 300 and I don't know I don't know of of any of those states doing that or any of those states selling you $100 vape pens I I haven't heard of that so they must have used some funky methodology if they're if 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 Minnesota's tyrannical no flower program at, at the time of this study or whatever was comparable to Colorado Michigan I don't believe that the study found that the average amount of Minnesota patients paid for medical marijuana each month was 316. That's a whole, that's a whole car payment folks. The study concluded or the study conducted by consulting firm Barry Dunn calculated the results by analyzing sales records from two marijuana manufacturers over the course of three years. Smith noted that the manufacturer set prices, not the state and the Minnesota offers the registration cards for $50 for people on public assistance. People have been accessing medical marijuana through the illicit market well before medical marijuana cards existed, Smith said. Until the products are covered by insurance or the industry is well-developed, including removing federal barriers that exist for the industry, price, prices will continue to be a product problem for many individuals. Or you could just copy what Michigan did and, and just be done with it. McLean, who lives in the Minneapolis suburb of Bloomington, has been pushing for access for medical marijuana since 2010. He said that despite its legalization, he's still in much of the same situation he's been in since he began using marijuana to treat his muscle spasms in 2009. Quote, When I originally went to the Capitol to work on Medica Cannabis, we were asking for safe, affordable legal access to treatment Recommended by doctors, McLean said. It's been 10 years later. I'm still asking for the same thing. Patients can't afford it. And this is why this podcast exists, folks. So now, now to, the, to the main event here. But I do have one last thing that I want to talk about. And I do have one last thing that I wish to talk about. I'm going to bring this all down. It'll just be all of us. All right. All right. Just all of us now. Okay. All of us and like 200 of our closest friends. <laughs> all right. Okay. So my big idea is this, and and this would be a chip so- shot. This would be a chip shot for the GOP and various very, very state-level governments, particularly in the East Coast. And my solution is this. Open up the flipping market. These Republican lawmakers who say that they're for free market capitalism... And therefore letting the markets decide and therefore open competition and and free enterprise. These should be the people that are chomping at the bit to open up the market and to allow for more opportunities for entrepreneurs to, to have a shot in the market. Like this, this would be a political chip shot. We are creating more jobs and political opportunity. The do nothing Democrats don't care about working. They don't care about the working man. They don't care about jobs available for the working woman and man. But we do. We're opening up the cannabis market. We're going to create ten thousand, twenty thousand new jobs. There's going to be opportunities for for you to grow in in, in in your in your twenty acre backyard and and to fl- and to flip to dispensaries around the state. There's there's plenty of opportunities for people want to work. Damn it. Like, they can, they can run wild with this. And this would be an excellent idea, which is exactly why they're not going to do it. But to get to the serious reason why they're not going to do it, the G, a lot of the GOP is still very beholden to backing the blue and backing cops and police unions and police chiefs. And, 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 and that's, where, that's where a lot of their bread is buttered. So on that alone, they're not going to want to. A lot of people do make money off a lot, a lot of people's uncles make money off, off, off their state trooper job or off giving people random tickets. A lot of inheritances are, are tied up to that. So there's going to be a lot of people that don't want to shut down this weed prohibition because, again, that's how, that's how they're able to have a cushy job. They're, they're mediocre but can not work anything else. So, again, there's a big economy in keeping this illegal. So you have a lot of conservatives that don't want to shut that train down. They want to continue to be like, we're tough on crime. We're tough on the hippies. So again, I mean, you're, 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 gonna, you're gonna encounter that. Um, but I mean, this would be, this would be a trip shot. Again, lots of these programs, like we read in this article, people are paying, people are paying 300, 400, 500 an ounce. People are paying hundreds per ounce. In a lot of states, you don't even have home grow. You know, it's just these big dispensaries. But I think another reason why you're not going to see this idea happen is because a lot of these mainstream conservatives, like we've mentioned with Boehner, Tom Price, um, excuse me, people like that, they were, when they were politicians in in Washington, D.C., they were against the plan and the people that used it. But when they saw money opportunities, they jumped at it, even though they were opponents their entire times in politics, pretty much. But, again, I believe this would help a lot, of the, a lot of the cannabis woes and a lot of the cannabis affordability woes in the middle of the country, in the East Coast. We're really suffering out there, out, out East and in the Midwest. Um, I, I really do think this would help. Um, if, if conservatives need ideas to follow, um, research places like Maine, research places like Michigan. Allow, allow caregivers to test their product and sell directly to a dispensary if they want if if it passes if it's safe let them sell it to a dis, to to a dispensary or whatever let that caregiver service multiple patients make it so dispensaries aren't the only game in town and people can go to individual growers to get specific strains and those individual growers need to be able to help as many people as they see fit but again i mean things like i mean implementing a sort of caregiver law and especially a caregiver law like i mentioned that can provide medicine and care to multiple patients and and not have limits on how much they can grow um granted they're doing it for for patients or whatever again i mean many states have done this you really want easy political points you to open up these these oppressive markets in the throughout the country but again a lot some of these conservative politicians they're making cash off it so again this is why you probably might not see this happen but enough from me I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You find me on Getter at ICSATIVAPod, on Twitter at ICSATIVAPod, and on Instagram at underscore IAMCannabisATIVA. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.